Thanks for joining us for The Whole Spectrum. I'm Catherine Parks, and I'm here with my husband, Eric, to talk about what it means, in the words of Francis Schaeffer, for the Lordship of Christ to permeate the whole spectrum of life. And for us, our view of art in particular. We love to discuss the films we see from a Christian perspective, so we invite you to join us as we cover the whole spectrum of the movie world, from classics to independent films to blockbusters. Welcome to The Whole Spectrum. My name is Eric Parks, and my wife Catherine is out of town right now, so I brought over some buddies. I've got John Paul Penrod, and I've got my other friend Nick Paris. Say hi, guys. Howdy. Hey, how's it going? Uh, so we have, every once in a while, what I like to call manly movie night in my house. Uh, we invite over some dudes, we watch a movie, we talk about it, and a lot of times the main thrust of it is just pulling out gospel themes like we do on the podcast every uh, so often. So tonight we watched the movie Selma, and we finished it probably 15 minutes ago. It's one of those, It's uh, I feel like it needs to marinate a little bit, but I think there's also something kind of interesting about just kind of going off the cuff with your initial thoughts and reactions. Now this movie uh, is a year old by now, so a lot of people have seen it. Uh, this was my second viewing, but for the guys here, my buddies, this was their first time seeing it. So I definitely want to get their reaction, but briefly it is the story of Martin Luther King Jr and his historic march on Selma, I say his. I think one of the big points of the movie, it's not just about a man, it's about a community coming together. Mostly it's the African-American community, but by the end of the movie, you see people of uh, all different colors, all different faiths coming together. Um, so it really is beautiful. Uh, yeah, too, it's about voting, I guess I should say as well. It was uh, in the 1960s, and it's about the African-American's right to vote and um, be equal with everyone. Seems really uh, simple and obvious, but equality had to be earned in so many cases. So anyway, let's jump right in. John Paul, hey. what are your initial thoughts on Selma? What did you like? What did you dislike? Uh, what stood out to you? I was very impressed by the, the film as a whole. I, I didn't really know going into it what the angle was going to be or the tone of the film or what are the events that they would have focused on. And... I think I was really surprised in a good way by what they focused on. There's a lot of stuff that I just, I, you know, I didn't know from just rudimentary history lessons in school or what I might have read on Wikipedia or some, or anything like that. Like uh, the dramatic narrative, the emotions behind it just really, you know, it really brings a, a part of history to life and viewing it in such a, multifaceted way that I just would not have thought of before. So I, I'm really kind of sitting here stewing over, you know, Lyndon Johnson's <clears throat> attitude and different attitudes maybe among, uh, you know, uh, Martin Luther King's followers. And then then you've just kind of got that just really raw, blatant opposition among his opponents that just kind of shocks me, I think, even, you know, uh, even now. What was interesting about what you just said, um, Lyndon B. Johnson, there was some controversy when this film came out last year, uh, I say last year, 2014, I believe. There was a little controversy in that he was not portrayed quite accurately, um, which kind of makes me wonder, it brings up the question then, okay, in art, should we be telling the complete truth in art, whether it's good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, to tell our story, or is it okay to to fib a little bit? Maybe that's a, a bad way to say it, but 
Um, Lyndon B. Johnson was, was put in kind of a bad light in this movie for a lot of it, but it was to tell maybe a broader story, a bigger, a bigger truth um, about the movement and about civil rights. Nick, what do you think? Should we always be telling the truth with our art, or is there some room for... I hate to say fibbing. That's the only word I can come up with right now. <laughs> I think that when you look at things in the perspective of art and, and how the artist needs to portray... Uh, the piece, whether it's it's an actual piece of art or it's it's a film, music, anything, I think that you do need to to stay tight to what the truth actually is. I think that it could have portrayed, or had an, an it could have had a way to to maybe leave the viewer with a sour taste in their mouth or a bad feeling toward. Um, I hate to just throw race in there, but I mean this was a, a movie geared toward racial tension in the South. So I think it did a really good job of, of opening your eyes toward tension that existed and that still even exists today. The hard part that I found was that when you start telling fibs or lies or whatever the case is, if it's not portrayed accurately, you could start developing a tension toward another people group. In this case, maybe someone developed a racial tension toward a, a white person, uh, yeah. reverse racism or anything like that. And so I just think that it can, it can sometimes do more harm than good, despite the fact that it did make the film uh, maybe make you care more I think it is important to stay true to the the subject and source material just to make sure that you're not doing uh, an injustice to a person or a group uh, to get your point across because it it feels like you'd be committing the same act that maybe those people were uh, guilty of of doing back in the day. Sure, yeah. So I guess you could say some of the writing was a bit manipulative for a noble purpose, but ultimately if... I think you should let truth have its day, um, as what which Batman movie says that? <laughs> Maybe Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I hadn't I hadn't necessarily considered how it's kind of the reverse, and it's it's not a pretty thing. Um, okay, uh, I I love that with our movie podcast, we're always trying to pull out spiritual uh, themes or gospel themes. And when I say gospel themes, I'm thinking of every buzzword you can come up with that surrounds what the gospel is, all the facets. So I'm thinking mercy, I'm thinking forgiveness, love, grace is obviously a big one. Um, so when we watch this movie, it's it's easier than some movies to pull out some things because a lot of it is set within the South. You can get away with a lot of Christianese, I guess. And obviously Dr. King was a preacher as well. There are uh, lots, of, lots of preachers in this um, that I'd forgotten about, people who um, came from all over the country to be a part of these marches. Um, so they do get away with a lot of great things, uh, and it's it's on the nose, but that's okay in this case. So what are some themes you guys pulled out just in watching? It doesn't all have to be straight gospel themes, but what are some themes you guys pulled out um, from this movie? <clears throat> going into it, I mean, before going into it, I guess, um, hearing you know any kind of uh, racial or social justice issue and struggle always takes me to the verse that is nicely framed on your wall. Actually, it is right there. It's a great multitude from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages will cry out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, which is book of revelation and i'm i'm blanking on the number of the verse i think it's something what kind of christian are you I, <laughs> I don't know the reference. My hey word. verse numbers 
were not in the original <laughs> manuscript. I know, and I'm just not going to tell you. <laughs> uh, whatever. I have no clue. <laughs> um, but I do, I do think of it <clears throat> often anytime like racial issues swirl, and it's kind of like uh, the <clears throat> the way the movie portrays sort of the gradual. Um, uh, unity, I guess, of different races and different Christian backgrounds as well as other uh, faiths in- involved. Thought, I mean, that's that's exciting, you know. And there's, it's it's always, I think, like you said in your introduction, like that is just to me, that's like the beautiful moment in the in the movie, you know. I think you can really walk away with with that image and that feeling um, to stir you to action. I think probably just other other ways. So yeah, I like what you're saying because it feels very heavenly. It's people uh, of different skin color and and people that we we're going to see in heaven. You know, it's a beautiful thing. It's community, um, but it's all serving one purpose together. Um, Some of the things I I pulled out, um, you know, obviously there's the social uh, justice aspect of it. I think love is probably the biggest theme you could, you could possibly pull out. It's loving your neighbor. It doesn't matter what they look like. Uh, I, you know, with recent events, there have been a lot of attacks around the world. Belgium, Paris, uh, more recently Pakistan, just was a couple days ago. And so are we only standing up and getting riled up um, for our brothers and sisters who are the same color as us? Sometimes we're, we're quick to jump on and, and want to support Europeans, but we're not always so willing to at least on social media even, jump on board for people in Pakistan who are our brothers and sisters in Christ who just died um, celebrating Easter with their families. So watching a movie like this is good to, it creates empathy. It helps you understand people that are not like you and you are not like them. Um, but it's a beautiful thing too to understand another person and, and care for them regardless, love them. Uh, another thing is obviously in this movie, um, human dignity and the value of every human life if you are a Christian, you have to be on board with these things. And so it doesn't matter what a person looks like, acts like, they have innate dignity, even if they're not like you. John Paul, what were you going to say about jumping wherever you want? Oh, I, I was just going to say you, you mentioned that the movie uh, stirs empathy and, and mutual understanding. <clears throat> um, I, I didn't feel uh, like it was alienating a, a non-African-American audience. I didn't feel... I didn't feel um, more like a call to arms in a way. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, it felt it felt very human. I, I felt like I was able to slip into the story very easily and 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 just yeah, because it's it's good storytelling. It's art, and they're well developed characters, and so you immediately are rooting for Martin Luther King Jr., his wife, some of the people that were um, part of his crowd that were were building this movement. You step in their shoes just watching them. So after a while, you're not seeing black or white. You're just seeing the story of a guy and this community around him, and it's beautiful. I think that was one of the things that, like we've all kind of echoed, it really, it, it really felt more like a call to arms in a way. It's just the human race to put aside things like creed or color, religion, different things like that, and to come together as people understanding that there is, there is a need out there for us to, to treat each other Um, with a respect and a dignity, uh, I think a lot of that aligns obviously with the Christian values and faith, um, but I think that we we really, we have a lot of work left to do um, from a lot of different uh, perspectives as far as civil rights, whether it's, 
you know, blacks, whites, you know, Islam, any of those types of things. And I think it kind of ties into what you were talking about a few minutes ago with the attacks in Pakistan. It's funny because, you know, there was a couple of posts I saw today about it because most of the things I, I, I hear about aren't from Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or anything. It's just from Twitter feeds or Facebook because I really feel like the media has a way to portray people the way that they want them to be portrayed. And that can really stir up emotional um, grievances in each, pe each person. And it's just, it's one of those things that they really know what buttons to push. And I do think that it's easier for white people to, to empathize with white people or black people to empathize with black people but what's what needs to happen or what's really uh, something I think that, that we just need to ask for heart change in is, is getting our eyes to open to be empathetic to other people and other people groups and you know, not looking at the attacks in Pakistan as uh, something that doesn't affect us. They're still our brothers and sisters in Christ and there's, there's a, a bond there that is deeper than the color of our skin it's something that, that, you know, we can take back to our Heavenly Father and, um, and where Jesus died on the cross for us. And I think that's something that we can sometimes lose sight of uh, as Christians. Yeah, two more things and then um, we'll probably call it quits. But uh, the first thing, I, I did not love how they demonized LBJ. Uh, again, kind of echoing what we had talked about as far as being a truthful storyteller. But I did like how they did not lionize um, MLK. They showed a man who had faults. He struggled at home. He had some marriage struggles. He, yeah, he, he was a, a human. And so I think, though, to, to try to make the man into a saint is, would be untruthful as well. It'd be dishonest storytelling. So I liked that they showed a man who struggles. I can relate with that. We all have struggles. We all have sins. So that I think that, again, helps create empathy, but it also lets us know, hey, the dude wasn't a saint. He's just like us. Um, so why couldn't God use us in some great ways as well? Uh, and then lastly, I wonder about, um, it's the year 2016. We're in the midst of a really down and dirty presidential election. How do you guys feel? Does this movie, maybe without naming um, too many politicians, <laughs> how, um, how does this movie that's happening in when, was it 64, 65? 64, I think it was. Okay, time frame. How does that play into 2016 with some things and some themes we've seen in this uh, 2016 election and the debates? I think the first thing that comes to my mind is there's still a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of things that need to change, not in just policies or procedures that you know take place in back rooms or, or you know political dens or anything like that. It's, it just feels like there's a heart change that needs to happen in, mm. in the hearts of men in this country. When you get on a stage like the presidential election of one of the greatest countries in the entire world and certain leaders are not exhibiting qualities that feel presidential and are uh, singling out certain races or religions, uh, you know, it just raises questions. You know, where, where are we at and how far have we come or have we really come that far? It goes back to the theme we were talking about earlier, love, loving your neighbor. Are we loving our neighbors? Um, it's a tough question because, the, you know, the whole immigration thing, uh, it gets dicey. And I don't, I don't have the answer, but if we are seeking Christ first in the way we interact with people that, again, look different than us, you know, we're going to be on better footing if we're acting Christ-like. If we're not, that's going to get tough. I know that people are kind of clamoring for, you know, the one who will come along and be who whatever political savior we're run, you know 
we want next, which is usually from party to party or from faction to faction, takes on a vastly different identity and a vastly different flavor. But we're constantly clamoring trying to find the one, you know, and it's just I, 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 the fact I think you brought up earlier that MLK sort of, you know, or the movie itself sort of sees him as a as a as a very courageous individual, but at, at the same time still human, not a saint. You know, I think maybe if we turned our eyes to people who were courageous individuals and not trying to be a saint. I, I feel like that aspect of what we do with politicians or rock stars or movie stars is, is just human nature in the sense that we want and are created with a need to deify something or someone, mm-hmm. which is why we worship mm-hmm. false idols. The, the big catch to it is that when we become saved and we, we start worshiping Jesus, we've, we've actually filled the hole for the one thing that we keep trying to put other stuff into. Right. And it becomes setting somebody up to fail. Yeah, well, I agree. And I think Christians are pretty guilty of this as well. Um, you know, who we, we're always wondering, who's our next Tim Tebow going to be? <laughs> and whenever there's a Christian sports star who's doing well, we get really excited. But that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody, and it's not fair to that person because they're ultimately going to fail. We can only put that kind of pressure on Jesus Christ, who did not fail. He did everything perfectly. Um, anyway, so that's kind of my thoughts there at the end. Uh, anyway, I think let's wrap it up. Um, but JP and Nick, it was really great to have you guys tonight. Thanks for sharing on this. And then um, JP, too, let's plug your website really quickly. Oh, hey. Okay. Where you do a little blogging and talk about movies and film and filmmaking as well. Go ahead and tell us what that is. Poenrot Pictures. That's P-O-E-N-R-A-D-T. It's uh, You'll find a little explanation on the website as why I called it that. My last name um was not so easy to pronounce <laughs> for my ancestors they changed it um so but I, I like to hearken back to you know throw back to the the century ago when they you know <clears throat> came to the colonies yeah so I, I I do video editing and I like studying film and film history and my blog has not been updated but you know it's okay I've got some good stuff on there I've got some good stuff on there I'm gonna update it after this right? of course I am <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like what you're saying you know even about your ancestors your family where you came from and seeing a movie from the 1960s about a specific issue is showing us kind of where we've come from and, and it's kind of the beauty of generations that have gone before and the fight that it took to get where we are. Um, but, again, we've got a long way to go. Whenever uh, I want to learn about my ancestry, I just watch The Godfather. <laughs> 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 Put some cotton balls in my mouth. <laughs> Rando. Um, anyway, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this, and that's it. Thanks. <laughs>